You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie, and since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey Hockey takes. I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. That's right. The wild might be done, but we're never done. We're back. Zolgad, Declan Goff, Judd's Hockey Show. First episode that I think we've done since we wrapped her up at the uh, end of the first round when the wild lost to the St. Louis Blues. And Declan, plenty to get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, in- including some things I think that we are learning that the wild can certainly uh, borrow a page from from the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Of course, the uh, Western Conference Finals were done in four with the Avs sweeping the Oilers. And the Eastern Conference Finals still ongoing. Game 6, Tampa Bay Cup rallying from 2 nothing down to the Rangers to take a 3-2 lead going into tomorrow's game. Uh, but as far as the wild goes, I want to start with this. Because there are, hockey is filled with, we're blessed I should say, with reckless speculators. Reckless speculation in puck is fantastic. It is. No, no lack of people willing to put their necks on the line to recklessly speculate, as we hear at uh, JHS and Score North Love. And I want to bring to your attention, uh, this just came out, I believe it was published, uh, in fact, here's the the publication date, June 9th. Um, Frank Saravelli from the Daily Faceoff, okay, issuing what he calls his first, I love this, trade targets list of the summer, 28 names in play. So these are guys that Sarah, that, uh, Cerevelli, through his insighting, through his reckless speculating, through his scoops, has gleaned to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I want to focus on the top five here because it involves a familiar name. It involves what could be an interesting trade target if that name is indeed moved. And that, of course, is Kevin Fiala, who we think will be moved. Um, number one on the list, Declan, is an interesting one. Uh, he has a year left on his contract. At $6.4 million AAV, Alex DeBrinkett of the Chicago Blackhawks, a very good player, player. a left wing. um, And and by the way, we're both wrong a lot on stuff, but we we were both in lockstep and we probably were never more wrong than we were months back when the National Hockey League season was starting. And we both said, oh, Blackhawks are going to be sort of back, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was wrong. Okay. That was a swing and a miss. Alex DeBrinkett is being shopped now by the Blackhawks because not only were they not back in 2021-22, I don't think they think they're going to be back in 2022-23. So he is the first guy on this list, 41 goals, 82 games last year, uh, 78 points. Very productive player. Yep. So number two on the list is where it, it hits home and where it's going to hit you hard because I know this is this guy's a favorite. He will always be personally for you. Yeah, I like him. Kevin Kevin Fiala. Um we talked to Bill Guerin when, when he joined us at the end of the season about this. Uh we have talked about this 
a lot. I think the assumption, the going assumption, and it's probably correct, is that the Wild simply cannot afford to keep Fiala, who is going to be an RFA, a restricted free agent this summer. But keep in mind, Dex, uh, he will be unrestricted after this year. So if you're ever going to trade him, you're probably going to trade him now to maximize the value. Um, 33 goals, 85 points, 82 games last year. Arbitration eligible. The Wild is up against it cap-wise. Fiala is the second guy on this list. Jacob Chikrin of the defenseman from the Coyotes is next. JT Miller, a center from the Canucks, who I think the Wild definitely sniffed around at the deadline, Mm -hmm. is fourth. But here's the fifth one, and here's what I want to throw at you. Number five on this list is not a player. It is the number two overall pick from the Devils. Okay? Mm -hmm. We know for a fact that the Devils are going to be in on trying to obtain a winger who, who can score goals. Kevin Fiala fits that mold. I think you and I both, last time we talked about this, assumed that the number two high pick would be too much uh, in a straight-up trade, that you weren't going to get the second overall pick in the draft for Fiala. My question to you is this. Should the Wild be thinking a little bit more outside the box, potentially expanding a trade to get the second overall pick in a deal that wouldn't be straight up for Fiala, but certainly he would be the starting point? Yep. Your thoughts? So. Yeah, I don't think Fiala for number two pick goes goes just straight one for one there. Um, also, keep in mind, I believe it was Ryan Novinsky of the NewJersey.com reported that due to his talking to insiders, the Devils are the favorites to land Kevin Fiala. So yeah. it seems like Fiala and the Devils make a lot of sense. Tom Fitzgerald, um, former Wild assistant GM, I, I forget his actual title with Minnesota, but now the GM... So he- he talked to the Wild talked about the, wild. the job, but didn't get it. Yes, Correct, he but has, has ties to the Wild organization yep. from afar. Um, sure knows him. And the Devils have the necessary cap space to to resign someone uh, like Kevin Fiala, which he's going to demand. Uh, so I, I think where, where this probably starts is um, it's probably more of some pick swapping, too. You know, can you give Fiala and your first-round pick, so what is that, 24, I think, 24th overall? Can you give Fiala the 24th pick to move up to get the second pick? And is Bill Guerin comfortable enough seeking that return back? Now, this draft is weak. It's a weaker draft. It's not, yeah. it, it's, it's, unfortunately, usually when you'd say second overall pick, I think most teams would be jump, like, oh my God, the second overall pick in the NHL draft. Great. This is one of the, unfortunately, one of the weaker drafts in recent memory. So there isn't a bona fide stud, and typically we're getting a little bit out of this with the NHL, but for the most part, it's still very similar to the baseball draft. A lot of these guys you see are not going to be here for a couple of years. You know, we're, we're starting to see that mold break a little bit more with top 10 guys who are debuting either right away or close to it. Um, so I don't know if the Wild would find an immediate impact player, even if they moved up to the second overall pick. But I, I think the parameters of throwing in your pick so the Devils still get something in return. I mean, New Jersey's looking at this as as probably a situation of, hey, we're we're not that far away. Like we we're we're actually a lot better than I think people give us credit for. You you plug in a dynamic board like Kevin Fiala, it makes life a lot easier if you're a Devils fan, right? They signed Dougie Hamilton last year. Um, they, they I think the Devils, like I said, are closer than we probably think are are competing. The fact they have the second overall pick, I know, doesn't say that. But I think they are closer to being a, um, not just in the basement for years to come. So yep. if you're the Wild, can you give Fiala and your 24th overall pick? And is Garen comfortable enough just taking the second back? 
you know, would he want more? Would the Devils want more? I, I just, I glean if you gave up Fial in the 24th for the second, I still think Garen would probably say, well, I, I still need something back in return, not just the second overall pick. That's where I would go with it. And that takes us down to the very intriguing path of this. So there is no question that the Wild this past spring took a run. They fell woefully short. It didn't work at all, but they did take a run. I mean, you don't go do, you don't do what they did at the deadline and not be trying. Yep. Um, Bill Guerin positioned himself, especially with the acquisition of uh, Mark Andre Fleury, and we don't know if he's going to be back or not, but he positioned himself to have his team hopefully take a run uh, deep into the playoffs, and it didn't come close to happening. But you bring up a really interesting point, which is this. And Bill Guerin's never going to like come out and say this publicly, but I think it's a fair question. What's the philosophy now? Because you are so up against the cap that like I could go through this entire list and be like, this would be a fun guy to acquire, right? And this mm-hmm. would be a fun guy to acquire. But the reality is your cap's not going to allow that. And so I think after after making a run, which I think was done intentionally with the knowledge that, you know, for the next three years, you're going to be up against the cap, that this was really an opportunity to sort of go the veteran route, get some guys, add salary that would then immediately probably come off the books, i.e. Flurry if he does not come back. But um, that's where the second pick becomes interesting to me. Because if you are privately like, yeah, you know, we, we think that Marco Rossi eventually is going to be really good. But odds are he's not going to step in this coming this coming season now and be like really good. He might be good, but, you know, he's going to go upwards, one would think, on a, a trajectory. So all of that being said, you throw out an interesting scenario that could be talked about probably more privately of where are we, where have we been left because of the cap implications, and if we are at, let's say, let's say we are at, on a scale of 1 to 10, we're like at point four five right now. It might make sense to use the second pick, develop another player who's prepared to pop right. when the cap goes back, when, when you are, again, in position to now make substantial additions, which you're not. And I think that's a reality, Dex, that fans probably don't want to hear or deal with. But I think it's the truth. So the funny part here, uh, too, is replacing, what, 86 points from Kevin Fiala is is a task. Like, you you will not, unless I'm very wrong on this and they somehow get an equivalent player back, you're not going to replace 86 points with one player. You, you just won't. So the Wild are banking no, on the fact that if they trade Fiala, can Boldy, Rossi, Goudreau, X player that's no that's currently not on the roster by committee can that replace the 86 points that Kevin Fiala is now departing because look Fiala is a good player regardless of, of if he's streaky or he doesn't show up or he frustrates you he's a dynamic player and when he is on he, he's up there as, as one as good as good as anyone on the wild and potentially as good as nearly anyone in the NHL when he is locked and loaded and scoring goals we saw that uh, in the second half of last season so they're banking on that fact now. The other intriguing part of that equation is is you have to also make it cost-effective. And that's where Boldy comes in. That's where Rossi comes in. That's where keeping right. these picks... I mean, the, it, it's... And that's why I was I was kind of kissing Garen's behind a little bit when we had him on a few weeks ago, that you did all this wheeling and dealing at the deadline, and you still wound up with five picks in the first five rounds at the time. And now it's up to six because they get that comp pick. So 
up with what? with all those trades they made, they actually still have picks in each of the first five rounds, which is remarkable when you really, really consider it. And you need those five picks, Judd, that you have in the first five rounds. It's probably likely only two of those players are going to be legitimate NHL contributors. You know, it's going to be more likely that all five of those guys, three of them aren't going to sniff the NHL or aren't going to make a career in it, right? But can one of those guys over the next three seasons, when you're in the buyout hell, step up and be that dynamic player for you? Now, the the Wild are banking on that back, and they have to because of those buyouts. And even though it's a weaker draft, I mean, let's be honest, what's more likely? The second overall pick when you're selecting becoming that stud player or the 24th? And it's, there's a significant drop-off between the second, and oh, this yeah. just goes in any draft, right? Hockey, football, basketball. There's a significant talent drop from number two to 24th. Um, and the Wild have made a living for the most part of when they have had a first-round pick, but selecting between that 16 to 24th spot when they haven't traded that pick over the last 10 years. This is one of the rare instances where you'd have the second overall pick, man. And this would be a legitimate, potential, game-changing player. So... That's where they have to hit on these draft picks, and one of these guys has to, if, if one or only one of those first five, to my grand point, ends up being a, a, a decent NHL player, you'll take that, and that's kind of the nature of the draft. But I, I like the odds that if they get the second overall pick, that player has a better chance in his trajectory of contributing to the Wild closer than the 24th pick. It's just a simple, simple game there. So that's where Garrett has to figure out what he wants back, like, because trading Fiala is trading away the salary and trading away a good player, but they're banking on the fact they can replace the production by committee. And if they're not going to take salary back, which obviously is not their goal here, then they have to hit on the draft picks. So the question becomes this, again, privately, because you're never going to discuss this publicly, nor should you. Privately, my I'm feeling like my very smart analytics people are coming Mm -hmm. to me and saying, you know what Goudreau did last year? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, it ain't going to happen again. And then they say, you know what Hartman did last year? And I say, oh, yeah. And they say, it ain't going to happen again. So privately, what I'm saying is, I don't. I think that you might have no intention of getting anything close to what Fiala brought in 2022-23. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is your path, which is the draft picks. And I'm going to go through this for you. And, and and here's my biggest takeaway. I think my biggest takeaway from the conference finalists, it's not the Avs because the Avs bottomed out terribly and got some great draft picks. So like, the, and, and now the second overall pick would, would be, would be a great pick. But my point is the Avs, I think had 48 points in a season and were just a dumpster fire. And I don't see the wild being a dumpster fire. But you know the team that intrigues me, and you know the team I look at, and I think to myself, there's some comparables here. and it, It's going to take a little time, but it's doable as the Rangers, okay? Shesterkin in goal. Yeah. Steps right in. And, I mean, I, you know what? We can debate goaltending till the cows come home. But when the playoffs start, it's super important. It, it is super important. You know, you can't just put a guy in goal. Um, a grade-A goaltender becomes absolutely huge. And yeah. let's, you know, call, let's call a spade a spade, Declan. The Wild has not had a grade-A guy uh, maybe ever, but they certainly they certainly have not in recent years. Yeah. So so my point is this. Look through. So let's say that they, they work a trade and get the second pick, which is going to be a good pick. Um, and you probably would have to work to botch that pick, which I don't think 
Bill, Bill Guerin would do. But let's look through the recent top picks. And again, I urge you to think about this when the cap hell ends, okay? And I know it's not fun, but I urge you to think about this. And then along the same way that, that what the Rangers have done, and don't forget, it was only a few years back that the Rangers sent their season ticket holders and fans a letter saying, we're bailing, it ain't working, we're going to build this back up, and they've done so, okay? Yep. 20th overall pick last year, Jesper Wallstead, who I contend is going to be a very good goaltender. Mm-hmm. When I've seen him play, he looks damn good. He He is your best opportunity. I'm not saying this is for certain, okay? But he's your best opportunity for a Shesterkin type, all right? Okay, then keep in mind, with your 26th pick, you took a defenseman, Carson Lambos, who's 6'1", 197. And then, of course, in the 2020 draft, with the ninth pick, you took Marco Rossi. In the second round, I can't even pronounce his his name, but the kid, the center who's in Russia, who is going to come over eventually. Merit, Merit, uh, K... K H U S N U T D I N O V. I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm going to screw it up. But anyway, the point is, the <laughs> point is, again, think about when the cap hell ends, okay? And if you're in position for all of these guys to be here and be popping at that point in time, and now you can add, that's where I think the Rangers, and this was my grand point, the Rangers have the template now that I think that you could very much look to. And that's why I'm not, the more I think about this Dex, I'm not really worried about Fiala being replaced for next season. I'm much more um, focused now on what you can turn that into mm-hmm. for the long run. Cause if that's a star player, I'm happy. Yep. Quickly uh, just running through also let's let, let, in, in the theme of looking back on drafts. Let's look at recent second overall picks too. Um, last year was, I believe it was Matthew Benners of Michigan, uh, a good college hockey player. The Kraken took him. Seattle at uh, at second. Quentin, Beners, Bi- yep. Quentin Byfield went to the Kings in 2020. He's I think gonna have an amazing career. Um, the other Capo Capo Caco went to the Rangers in 2019. Uh, Svej with Carolina went in 2018. He's been a, a great player for Carolina. Uh, Nolan Patrick. Um, who's been a little bit disgruntled and not had in the great career so far to the Flyers, but still a, a very good pedigreed high player. Line A went to the went to the Jets with the second overall pick in 2016. Jack Eichel yep. 2015. Sam Reinhart 2014. Barkov 2013. Um, defenseman Ryan Murray went in 2012. Landeskog Sagan. So like, so Patrick's the one like the one real, real one where it's like that's the one a real boss big big time bus where like you have guys yeah. like Sagan and Landeskov and yeah. Svej and, and and Barkov who have all been pretty damn good NHL players so i don't i don't think it's as easy cuz you know you and i love to throw out these reckless speculation ideas and again i don't know if if even the devils would be interested in it i don't even know if the wild would want more back too but if if you can move up to the second overall spot and the devils yep. are too are just basically saying yeah we're we're open for business uh, we'll trade that pick for the right compensation back in return. I think it's something you have to glean. You have you have to be interested in. It really in- intrigues me. And so if I was to tell you right now that that pick, and I might be totally wrong here, but if I was <laughs> to tell you, Declan, the Wild's going to make that trade. Yep. They're going to they're get the pick from the de- the Devils. Um, <laughs> but And that player is not really going to contribute next season. Would you be upset? Because to me... I wouldn't care that much. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be as long as that player develops. But but like if if I said 
The Wild gets that pick. And you know what? It works out long term. Because I think the one thing, I, I think with how things are structured, and this does not sound fun, but I think it's probably a realistic thing to say. I think there's a good chance that we have to look at this now as a developmental plan. Um, the other thing, too, Dex, is is this one, too. And we learned it from the playoffs. This team has to get right at center. They have to. And they're not right now. Mm-hmm. And, and look, Hartman and Goudreau were major surprises during a regular season that was fantastic. But you know what happened? We got to the playoffs. And they sort of disappeared. Um, and I don't even blame them. They were, and, and I mean, we talked about this on, on this show all season long. Both of them were largely being asked to do things. We we were like, can they really keep doing that? Can they keep doing that? And to their credit in the regular season, they did. But the playoffs, if you watch them now, it is a different animal. And, and among the key positions, for sure, are center, the blue line, and your goaltender is huge. And... I just, I mean, Erickson Eck has his role, and I think he's very good at what he does. But he's not, like, he's not going to bump up to, oh, my God, he's developed. He is who he is, which is a very good player and a very good depth piece. Um, but he, but this team needs to get right at that position. And I think what we're finding is, much like baseball with ace pitchers, you probably have to develop them. Yeah. So... This is a very long-winded way of saying I think there needs to be a plan here for development. Um, I I like the fact that the Wild took a crack at a run this season, but I think they might definitely take a step back. Yeah, it, and look, the Rangers are an intriguing case because, uh, look, they Shusurskin, I wouldn't say fell on their lap, but look, Goaltending can fix a lot of that, right? Like, they've had, their core has been together for the majority of, of, of the last, like, Panarin and Zbinishad and Kreider's been there forever. Like, and Lindgren stepped up, the local kid who's been really well, like damn good. But like the kid good. line, the right. kid line is huge, and that's what we're talking about: developing something like that. Exactly. So, so you can be that. Like the Wild are going to have their hands tied with with their cap space uh, situations and the dead cap money. But I, I think just the idea of, of moving up to second really intrigues me. And it's this is going to be this going to be a tough off season for Bill Guerin. But I'm I'm curious to see how it how the Wild come out of it. He's a pretty smart dude too, though. So yes. Uh, speak, speaking of smart, I, I want to. Tell well, you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, not are, me. They, they are smart. You're not, correct. But the Livia folks are incredibly smart. Do you know why? Because they have designed a program that can help even a guy like Judd Zolgad take off the weight down 40 pounds. And here's the most important part, and this is the key to losing weight. They help you keep it off. So, yes, we've all lost weight. That's awesome. It feels great. Clothes fit. You feel good. But then if you gain it all back, eh, what's the point? Well, you're not going to here, and I want to tell you about Livia's new Simple Start plan, only $59. That's right, for summer, lose the weight, 59 bucks. You get one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their team of experts. So if you're here in town, go see, see them, uh, go weigh in. But let's say you're not. Let's say you're a fan of uh, JHS and, I don't know, you're a wild fan of Florida. New Jersey. California. Devils fan. Iowa. New Jersey. Exactly right. Well, guess what? Uh, consultations online, on Zoom. It is that simple. And so right now you're saying, Judd, okay, this is all great information, but what do I do? What is, how do I find out more? 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. 
They will set you up. It's as simple as can be. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's productive. Feel better about yourself by making that call. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. Final thoughts, sir? Uh, been a great Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, I I would like the Rangers to, 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 you know, pull off these next two wins. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, so some people might be listening to this and this is, could be potentially a series would be over by now. But um, I would love to see the Rangers get there. Look, the Lightning are damn good. Like, it, it's incredible watching what John Cooper and that organization can do, dude. It's they're 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 fun to watch. Um, Colorado just swallowed up Edmonton. No problem. I mean, I thought that would after that game one of what was it? Eight to six final. I thought we were going to see a lot more fun in that series. But hey, the Avalanche uh, just ran through the West. No problem. So I'm, I'm Kemper was out. Yeah, and Darcy was out for the. I, I mean, that that was incredible. So yeah, um, the Oilers. I've be. I've started to really wonder if a McDavid team, at least that franchise with him on it, is ever going to make the finals. <laughs> like, how long have we been talking about goaltending there? And poor Mike Smith was just. A, I mean, my God, he made some nice saves, but he was a mess. Their blue line year after year. How many times do we have to have the conversation about them defensively? Drysaddle and McDavid are unbelievable. Yep. Like, they are off the charts. But I, I've begun to think, I don't know if they're ever going to be constructed in, in a way to make it. All right. Um, we will be back, I don't know, next week maybe? Yeah. Next yeah, we'll, couple we'll, weeks we'll, for uh, sure. We'll, we'll kind of be on from... alert a little bit. Yes, exactly and right. Because the draft is in July this year, correct? Yeah, and what free agency does that still start like July four ish time? No, or? it starts the next week, I think. I think it's around the thirteenth now. It, okay. Because the Stanley Cup finals are going to because of the schedule all being backed up July 13th. because of an Olympic break that never happened. It's all sort of so, so this, anyway. This time next month, I will say Judd and I in July will be pumping oh, well, out plenty of reckless speculation live and, and live reactions when those trades and signings happen. So we're looking forward to that. All right. We are uh, done. Declan, take it away. Pass shoot score.